Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 29th of August 2022. In InfoSec news this week, the threat actor behind the Twilio breach reportedly used their access in order to steal one-time passwords or OTPs delivered over SMS messages from customers of Okta, the identity and access management company. Okta provides its customers with multiple forms of authentication for its services, including temporary codes delivered over SMS through Twilio. With access to this console, the threat actor could see mobile phone numbers and OTPs belonging to Okta customers. In early August, the cloud communications company discovered that an unauthorized party had gained access to its systems and information belonging to its customers. At the time, one of the services Okta used for customers opting for SMS as an authentication factor was provided by Twilio. On August the 8th, Okta learned that this hack exposed unspecific data relevant to Okta, to quote the release, and started to route SMS-based communications through a different provider. Using internal system logs from Twilio's security team, Okta was then able to determine that the threat actor had access to phone numbers and OTP codes belonging to its customer base. To quote, Using these logs, Okta's defensive cyber operations analysis established that two categories of Okta-relevant mobile phone numbers and one-time passwords were viewable during the time in which the attacker had access to the console. Though the company does note that a single OTP code remains valid for no more than five minutes by design. When it does come to the threat actor's activity and the Twilio console regarding its customers, Okta distinguishes between targeted and incidental exposure of phone numbers. The company says that the intruder searched for 38 phone numbers, almost all of them attributed to a single organization, indicating specific interest in gaining access to that client's network. The threat actor searched for the 38 Okta-related phone numbers using the platform's administrative portals, which showed the most recent 50 messages delivered through Okta's Twilio account. This means that hackers could see a large number of phone numbers. However, Okta's investigation revealed the intruder did not use these mobile phone numbers. An update from earlier this week revealed that the hacker accessed Authy two-factor authentication accounts and registered their devices to obtain the temporary tokens. Over the past months, Okta has observed the threat actor deploying multiple phishing campaigns in order to target multiple technology companies, and it has assigned this actor the name Scatterswine. Scatterswine is the same adversary behind the Octopus phishing campaign, reported by cybersecurity firm Group IB, and named due to its goal to nab Okta identity credentials and two-factor authentication codes. This actor has reportedly stolen close to 1,000 logins in order to gain access to corporate networks by sending employees of targeted companies an SMS with a link to a phishing site impersonating an Okta authentication page for the victim organization. Okta says that Scatterswine likely uses commercial data aggregation services in order to collect mobile phone numbers belonging to employees of these technology companies, telecommunications providers, and individuals linked to cryptocurrency. A typical octopus attack starts with an SMS to a potential employee, delivering a link to a phishing site, asking for corporate credentials, and then for a corresponding two-factor authentication code. Apart from delivering SMS phishing in bulk, Scatterswine has also targeted employees and their family members in order to learn about the authentication process at their company, pretending to be from a support function. A report by IBM X-Force researchers has apparently discovered similarities between a component used in the Raspberry Robin malware and the Drydex malware loader, which was part of the malicious operations of the notorious cybercrime group Evil Corp. Raspberry Robin, as we have spoken about recently, is a Windows worm discovered by cybersecurity researchers from Red Canary, the malware propagating through removable USB devices. 
The malicious code then uses Windows Installer to reach out to QNAP-associated domains and download malicious link libraries. The malware reportedly also uses Tor exit nodes as a backup form of C2 infrastructure. The malware was first spotted in September last year, with experts observing it targeting organizations in the technology and manufacturing industries. Initial access is typically through infected, removable drives, often USB devices. Back in July, Microsoft observed the threat actor using the same malware to deploy a downloader on networks which were also compromised by threat actors using Evil Corp TTPs. To quote the release, on July 26, 2022, Microsoft researchers discovered the fake updates malware being delivered via existing Raspberry Robin infections. The Dev0206 associated fake updates activity on affected systems have since led to follow-on actions resembling Dev0243 pre-ransomware behavior. In many cases, the infection process led to the deployment of custom Cobalt strike loaders attributed to Evil Corp. Now, X-Force researchers have announced to have found evidence that Evil Corp is likely using Raspberry Robin infrastructure in order to carry out their attacks. To quote, based on a comparative analysis between downloaded Raspberry Robin link libraries and a Drydex malware loader, the results show they are similar in structure and functionality. Thus, we are able to draw another link between the Raspberry Robin infections and the Russia-based cybercriminal group Evil Corp, the same group behind the Drydex malware strain, suggesting Evil Corp is likely using Raspberry Robin to carry out its attacks. The Raspberry Robin loaders are link libraries which decode and execute in an intermediate loader which is able to perform hook detection in order to avoid being spotted. The intermediate loader is also able to decode its strings at runtime and becoming a highly obfuscated link library with its purpose still unclear. The similarities between a 32-bit version of the Raspberry Robin loader and a 64-bit Drydex loader are related to functionality and structure, while they also employ a similar technique to decode the final payload and for anti-analysis functions. A new ransomware strain written in Golang, dubbed Agenda, has been spotted in the wild, targeting healthcare and education institutions. To quote the write-up, Agenda can reboot systems in safe mode, attempting to stop many server-specific processes and services, and has the ability to run in multiple modes. Quillin, the threat actor advertising the ransomware on the dark web, is said to provide affiliates with options to tailor the binary payloads for each victim, enabling the operators to decide the ransom note, encryption extension, as well as the list of processes and services to terminate before commencing the encryption process. Additionally, the ransomware reportedly incorporates techniques for detection evasion by taking advantage of the safe mode feature of a device in order to proceed with its file encryption routine unnoticed, but not before changing the default user's password and enabling the automatic login function. Upon successful encryption, Agenda renames the files with the configured extension, dropping the ransom note in each encrypted directory, before rebooting the machine in normal mode. Agenda, besides leveraging local account credentials to execute the ransomware binary, also comes with capabilities to infect an entire network and its shared drivers. One of the observed attack chains involving the ransomware, a public-facing Citrix server served as an entry point to deploy the ransomware in less than two days after a period of initial reconnaissance. Trend Micro, the authors of this report, said they observed source code similarities between Agenda and Black Basta, Black Matter and Revil. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.